0: At SLRC, they understand your dream to move. Moving up, moving on, moving your body, moving mountains. SLRC can help you find the focus to define your finish line. As a top 10 run shop in America, they use their 25 years of experience to provide custom shoe fit analysis and offer a premium assortment of footwear and workout essentials. Locally owned, locally operated. SLRC is movement inspired. Visit saltlakerunning.com to schedule your shoe fitting today.
1: J Mac News Show, Fearless. Honesty. Honestly.
0: It's the honest ones you want to watch out for.
1: Jay McFarland, fearless. fearless. About the stories that really matter on KSL News Radio. Good afternoon. Mac News Show. I'm Jason Perry. I'm the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics, and I'm filling in for Jay, but he will be back today at 2.50 to talk with Jeff Kaplan. He'll talk about his absence. I know some have noticed, and he'll talk about what's happening. I highly recommend you stay tuned for JMAC. That's at 2.50 at the end of this program. We're so happy now to be able to welcome Congressman Chris Stewart to the show. He's been hard at work this afternoon on a bill has been hugely important to us, uh, but one that maybe doesn't have all the attention that it should. The National Defense Authorization Act has just passed. This is really hot off the press. Uh, Congressman Stewart, thank you for joining us today.
0: The marvelous Jason Perry. Thank you, sir. What an honor.
1: Well, it's always great talking with you. And I know you've been working hard on this today. Uh, do you mind taking just a moment uh, to go through uh, this a- uh, Authorization Act? Really, because it's, it's been 58 years. Congress has come together on this bill, but there were a lot of A lot of people on both sides of this one that were kind of making us question whether or not this is going to happen.
0: Well, look, if there's one thing that we should be united on, it shouldn't be partisan or Republican or Democrat. That should be national defense. Right. Which is why in my entire lifetime, we have had bipartisan national defense authorization acts, because, you know, it was one thing or or one of a few things that we could put aside the partisanship and just say, what is it necessary to to defend and protect our country and support our troops until this year and and we just couldn't do it the democrat uh leadership uh put a bill forward that there was no way in the world that someone like myself could support it it was uh and jason you know this i mean a former air force pilot i sit on the house intelligence committee it's where i spend most of my time is on national defense but if you care about our troops and our soldiers you just couldn't support this bill and it's it's beyond frustrating. It's frankly heartbreaking to think that we're in a situation now where even defense has become just a partisan uh, tool, and, uh, and it's just not good for our country.
1: Well, we've been watching that so closely, and it's, it is interesting because you're right, as someone who's, who's followed this closely over the years, this always has been a bipartisan issue. Is this sort of a reflection of the times, or is, has defense become one of those political kind of uh, positions that people are, are using in terms of our national security?
0: Well, it's, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, there are a lot of things that, are, you know, it's just uh, we do live in contentious times. But, you know, we've lived in contentious times before, for heaven's sakes, as I said, in, in, as you indicated in the introductory remarks. In our lifetime, in 50 or 60 years, we've had bipartisan defense authorizations. And, and there's no reason, even in a contentious time like today, that we shouldn't be able to do that and, and should have been able to put some that aside. But that, just as an example... Um, I, I think it was 62 uh, amendments, 64 amendments were offered to this bill in the Rules Committee. Only two of them were allowed to be offered by Republicans. And, you know, last year we had, when, when we were in charge, when the Republicans were in the majority, we allowed more Democrat amendments than we allowed Republican amendments. And we did that in an effort to, you know, to work with our Democratic colleagues and then to allow us only a few amendments to try and make this bill better um and again that's just one i I think one illustration how this is a this is an overly partisan uh endeavor and it just shouldn't have been there's no reason for it to
1: be well as you look at the bill that was just passed and i know of your great efforts on this as well uh what are some of the things going to do are there any pieces in it that help the state of utah
0: well, I mean, when you talk about the state of Utah, of course, you're talking about a couple of things. One is just national defense, because that's a united effort, of course, with 50 states. Part of it is Hill Air Force Base, which is with the F 35 out there and the first base to host the F 35 and, and the U- Utah Test and Training Range and, and some other very important national defense interests in, at Hill that you know you can't put that aside, or Doug Lay or Twill Army Depot or a number of other things. So there are things there that are important to the state. Um, and you know and, and we 're grateful that we you know we have this great ability in Utah to help defend our our freedom and our national security, but taken on the whole, there are things there that uh, are certainly going to hurt the state, and part of them is just the just the drawdown in funding. you know Jason, if I could, I give an illustration and, and I share this with people, but you know sometimes they just don 't believe me, but when I was in the Air Force and I was flying flying jets, we had 157 fighter squadrons. You know, at the end of the Obama administration, we had 56. Now, imagine that, from 157 down to 56. And many of them were not combat capable. They didn't have the munitions, the maintenance, the maintainers, and the pilots to go go actually deploy into into combat. So that's the primary thing we're trying to correct. And, And it would have benefited Hill, it would have benefited our state, and it would have benefited our country. If we could have, you know, had some increase in funding for that, but this bill, again, cut tens of billions of dollars from the president's request for national defense.
1: Well, I'm so curious about that when you talk about cuts to defense, because and you and I have talked about this personally before, but you have a, a very uh, important role on the, the Committee on Intelligence, and so I know you, you see things that most of us don't even see. So as you look at this bill, but particularly about the attention that defense, our, our national defense gets in Congress, uh, how are you feeling about that now, besides these cuts, or, with what you can talk about? I mean, how, how safe yeah. are we, and how much should we be spending on these kinds of uh, bills?
0: Well, you know, I, I don't predict the demise of our country by the weekend. I don't think that's true. We are still recognized around the world as the strongest military in the world. But uh, but on the other hand, you go back to a couple of numbers, 157 fighter squadrons. When I was flying, 56 a day. And you could say the same things about, the, about our ships and combat capability on the seas and about our army divisions. Uh, but... Uh, at the end of the day you have to look at it you can't ask yourself how much do we want to spend you have to ask yourself what is the world what is a threat conditioning the world and what does it take to defend u.s interests? and and then are we willing to pay that that kind of money and we've always been able to in the past in the last half generation we kind of walked away from that we're, we're trying to fix that but uh and last thing jason i i can say that i think you will appreciate and that is primarily from an intelligence perspective when i have access to the same information that the president gets in his in the presidential daily briefing, you are reminded almost every day it is a dangerous world. It, it, and the world becomes so much darker if the U.S. isn't willing to defend freedom and, on our own as well as our allies. And we have to be committed to doing that.
1: Well, one of the things that you have d- done to work on that commitment is mostly about making sure people are aware of, you know, of what we can, but to be aware of our place in the world. And uh, each year you have a security summit that you host where you yeah. invite members of the community. And students. why don't you talk about that since that's coming up soon?
0: Well, thank you. thank you so much for giving me a chance to mention that quickly. So we do host this national security conference, and we're looking at a really interesting topic this year, and that is a look into the future. What does the next five or ten years look like? Uh, so it's there in Salt Lake City, Joseph Smith Memorial Building, August second. Uh, I mean, gosh, we got such great lineup. The principal deputy director of Director of National Intelligence will be there. Uh, you know, my good friend Kevin McCarthy, uh, a, a really close friend, someone I just have tremendous respect for. The ambassador from the Kurdistan region in, in Iraq, who can come and talk to us about this overlap of you know U.S.'s ability to defend freedom of some of our friends and, and a whole bunch of other people, and it's open to the public. Uh, we would invite everyone to come and come and enjoy just a really fascinating uh, day or, di- or, or half a day there in Salt
1: Lake City. Well, I've always enjoyed it when I have attended that summit. It's always very informative and very interesting. And so I, I know that you can go online through your website and, and get tickets to that event. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and for uh, your diligence on behalf of the whole state of Utah.
0: Well, it's an honor. Thank you for all you do at the Hinckley Institute. I mean, you guys are the jewel when it comes to political thought, and, and it's an honor to be with you today.
1: Well, thank you very much, uh, and have a great day. Well, thank you all for listening to the Jay Mack News Show. I'm Jason Perry. I'm filling in for Jay today. Don't forget, Jay will be back on at 2.50 this afternoon to talk to his listeners. Coming up on the next segment, we're going to spend some time uh, talking with Attorney General Sean Reyes. Stay tuned. Jay Mack. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com.